The Radium Podcast, episode 80. Thanks for tuning in. You're here if you want to learn more about music business, production, mixing, mastering, branding, techniques for the independent artist. Of course, if you're already blowing out the charts, you don't really need to watch this kind of stuff. Or maybe you might. Or do you? Exactly. We, we got we got the top secrets in the game. That's right. Nobody secret. knows. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to get into it. I, we got a really great podcast uh, this time around. It is getting into March. We're in March 2020. We got five ways to develop your brand as an artist, as a producer, as a composer. You know, I, I see this uh, all too often. We're not going to just sit here and talk about artists because um, you composers out there, you're doing a lot of stupid shit. Uh, a lot of producers out there do doing dumb stuff. And even engineers that are trying to, uh, you know, get more recording, more studio time, etc. How do we uh, develop your brand? How do we really get you to stand out on all these uh, platforms? Yeah, we uh, we had a branding podcast uh, not too long ago on um, kind of a similar topic, but we're going to talk about how you can actually build this versus, you know, how you're messing it up because that's kind of what we did last right, time. Right, right, the mistakes, so. <laughs> right. So we'll talk about some mistakes as well, but let's get right into it. Um, the first thing is uh, I think is kind of a duh but uh, you got to be consistent. You got to keep consistent with all of your branding. Um, if you start to stray away from what makes you you or makes you unique, especially on the online world, um, it's going to, you're just going to get lost in the shuffle. You're going to get kind of clouded out. But consistency is always going to be the game when it comes to branding, when it comes to success overall. If you're not consistent with something, you can't be consistent with something. Figure out what kind of schedule you can get consistent with. So, like a good good uh, example of this is, you know, people want to drop records and they're like, yeah, man, I just dropped a record. And then they promote it for like a week and then they stop. And then you're like, well, nobody has actually even heard the song yet. And uh, records need to be worked for six months, a year, two years. You know, you need to get remixes. You need to get, re you know, keep pushing new content out and see what works and what doesn't work. But um, if you're only able to make, you know, a post a week about the song, then make a post a week about the song, but stay consistent with that. My uh, my thing on consistency with branding is it's like it's got to be uh, when when someone thinks about you or your brand, whether mm -hmm. they see it, you know, on the internet or if they see it, you know, on a t-shirt by someone walking by on the street or if they go to your concert and they see you, there, there has to be a consistency with uh, your brand, what it looks like and um, what's the aesthetic, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're rock and roll, then it's got to be rock and roll everywhere. Mm -hmm. The video, the way the video is edited has to be grimy, grungy, rock and roll. Uh, the way that you dress has to be rock and roll. Uh, the music, the topics that you talk about have to be rock and roll. You know what I mean? You can't, you know, all of a sudden have really clean music and then be like a really hardcore guy. You know what I mean? Right. So. And I think it's it's very important to point out um, that you can be consistent in an album or in a single drop or a rollout or a marketing kind of idea. Uh, a great example of this is Tyler, the creator, right? So he drops a record and he's consistent with the dress, with the wig, with the with the vibe of that record and uh, the vibe of that album, which went on to, of course, we know win a Grammy. But Tyler, the creator, is like consistently an artist. He's consistently pushing the boundaries of what art is. He's known for that. He's known for visual his visual art stuff. He's known for throwing parties, etc. And he's known to be kind of a wild card. So he's very consistent with that. He doesn't all of a sudden get like very corporate. 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have consistency across like your releases. So I, I recommend if you're going to do like an EP, for example, make sure that that EP is very consistent and you're going with the imaging, the logos, the design, the way you're dressing for it, the way you're going and playing your shows out, etc. It all is very consistent all the way across the board. Last thing I'll say on this is, uh, you know, this is Brad's uh, one, favorite thing to point out is when uh, when you're a brand already and you start you start taking on money and to promote products and stuff, mm-hmm. those products have to be consistent with your brand. You can't be promoting right. things that Facts. Uh, are not you know in line with what you do, and yeah. vice versa. You know you can't expect brands to be in line with you if you're not consistent with your messaging because they get and what confused. you want to do. They're like, so. why would we want to partner up with you? That's so confusing. We don't know what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do like SoundCloud shouts. Wait, you do story posts for your digital market? Wait, your rapper? I don't understand what you're doing. You know, and I think that that's the important part is that you kind of have to put your money in up front and operate in the red up front to just be consistent with your messaging and your branding and what you're doing um, instead of just grabbing at quick cash all the time because I think that that kind of kills your ability to have a long-lasting brand that's going to go into two, three, four, five years that's going to be like, wow, this is a powerful brand that people want to partner up with. So, and that brings us right to number two. And I think uh, a super important aspect of branding and releasing and being consistent is absolute saturation. Uh, and I think that this this was mentioned when we, uh, we had a podcast with Concept. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, it's really powerful to release everything at once on all platforms. So you release a single and it goes out on all the digital distributions. And then you're also getting interviews all over the place and everyone's seeing you all at once. And it's saturating all these markets of where your, your listeners are, your, your Mm -hmm. audiences. I think that's massively powerful though. That's kind of towards what, you know, Grant talks about a lot, which is omnipresence. Yeah, exactly. Omnipresence. You got to be, oh, they open up Twitter and they go, oh my God, he's there. And then they're like, open up Facebook. And it's like, you know, yeah. So the, to, to put that into perspective, you know, you have to be really constant on all platforms Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, not just the ones that you want to be on. Yeah. Facts. You have to, you have to hit, you have to have a following that translates everywhere mm-hmm. so uh you know just make sure when you're when you're doing things as a brand that um you're consistent with where you release it and um and basically try to maximize honestly yeah i think uh uh you know a, a big mistake that i see a lot of artists making or even producers um is that they get on their instagram game they start making posts and they start getting daily about that and they're being consistent with it but they're like only on instagram like you just released a single you should have interviews lined up you should have someone like a smaller podcast that you can get on like go do a podcast with them uh use that content put it on facebook go do some stuff on facebook do a facebook live um go jump on to um you know, TikTok and do a TikTok thing and ask some influencers there if they would be down to, you know, do a music thing with your with your music. Um, mm-hmm. Get interviews going. Hire a PR person. I mean, I'm just giving you like a ton of ideas. Uh, hopefully you're writing these down, but like take, take a few of these and start putting them into your music because rolling out your music on Instagram is probably the like i mean you're looking at maybe five percent of where you're actually getting reach so why just roll it out on instagram and then try to get people to go to your distro kid profile and pre-save it's like what are you doing like it seems so counterintuitive to me Mm -hmm. when you have all these platforms at your use and they're free like facebook's free tiktok's free 
Instagram's free. Like <laughs> stories are free. Well, Talking it takes to time. People. Time is the investment, right? Yeah, so. and it's timing and energy and making your own content and doing what you can do with what you have. And I think uh, if you're an artist, you should be artistic about this stuff, and you should saturate as much as you can. And I, I see it all the time. It's like, dude, you're an artist, but you're not being creative about your releases. You're just like putting a post on Instagram and then going, well, I only had that one thing to put on Instagram, so I'm just gonna keep putting it up the same video. And it's like maybe that's not what you need to do you know yeah you need to be on youtube everywhere yeah and then uh the the i guess the next thing on saturation just to kind of uh give you another perspective on it is that really it it takes you know uh, when you look at the basics of marketing uh what it takes up to 11 to 12 times of someone seeing the same exact thing or right. you know the same product for that to actually uh, for them to recognize it, know it, and, um, you know, be comfortable even purchasing it. So, Facts. um, yeah, that's how much time it takes and that's part of saturation. So you have to, it's similar to what we just talked about in consistency, but yeah, you have to, you have to make sure that, you know, you're hitting, uh, your potential clients over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. With, diff with different stuff, but the same song, same, like, same song, yeah. same thing. So yeah. I know everyone likes to, you know, flavor the week, drop a song, mm -hmm. uh, but you really have to be consistent with, you know, dropping and releasing the same material, same song and promoting it. And so that people can really start to like it. Facts. Facts. You got to give them a reason to go check out the next song that you're going to drop in a, in a month or two. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, to go on to the, uh, the next, the next, uh, a piece of advice, which is being unique, standing out, which is, I guess, really the hardest thing for yeah. a lot of, um, you know, people to really conceptualize and figure out. Right. So, you know, it, it's really kind of making a decision to me because, mm -hmm. uh, and it's hard because it's easy to get accepted for doing things that are already accepted. So Facts. sounding like this type of way on a song, mm. it's really accepted to dress this type of way. It's really accepted. Yeah. Uh, it's really accepted to have this type of artwork or this logo or this branding. It's really accepted to do these things. It's not accepted to create your own lane or be different. You know right. what I mean? So that's, it's hard for a lot of artists to be different because, you know, people may not like that change or that mm -hmm. sort of difference, mm -hmm. but you have to find, you have to find, uh, you know, something unique within that difference that, you know, people identify and like, you know yeah. what I mean? Facts. So not just be different to be different. So, yeah, I think that that's actually uh, a really, um, important aspect of this is figuring out what makes you unique. And this is really easy. Mm -hmm. I think people overcomplicate this, to be honest. Listen to your family and your friends that you've grown up with. What do they say about you that's unique? And write that stuff down and figure it out like you hear it all the time from the same people. Yo, the way you do this is super unique. Yo, you know what makes you special? Uh, So-and-so. Like, you do this like this. Mm -hmm. You're really good at this. Like, pay attention to the things that come really easy. Uh, that's like one of my best pieces of advice of figuring out what makes you unique. It's like if you started to uh, like sing on something and like people are like, dude, you're a, you're a really good singer. Like, where did that come from? And you're like, dude, I don't know. I've never taken voice lessons. I just started singing and, you know, a year ago, two years ago. If that comes easy to you, that's going to make you unique. So play around with that. Play around with the idea that you're a singer. Market yourself as a singer, right? Um I think those things will help you stand out. Just finding what you personally are unique for, right? So what, what gets you going? What turns you on? What makes you excited? And what's easy for you? And what comes easy for you? And then dive into that and really try to brand that up, whatever that uniqueness is. 
the mistake that everyone's making is chasing things because they see that like, oh, Tyler, the creator did some cool shit and he won a Grammy. Or a great example is, uh, what's her face? The girl and uh, her brother, bedroom producer. Um, Billie Eilish? Yeah, Billie Eilish. Great example, right? Like, oh, look what Billie did. I better go run and do that same thing because she won a Grammy this way. It's because that's her. That's how they do it. They, they, they're themselves. They marketed and branded that way. Like, yo, this is my vibe. I'm this girl, and I produce with my brother in the bedroom, and this is how I dress, and I'm, you know, this is what I am, who I am. This is what makes me unique. And then everyone goes and chases that. Like, I need to be like Billie Eilish because that's hot. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's that's the stupidest thing you could do. Like, she won a bunch of Grammys over so many people that were doing things just copying every everybody else, right? So that's something you should pay attention to. Um, just being unique, find out what that is for you by listening to people that love you and they're close to you. I'll Simple. Sp- I'll speak a little bit on the, uh, the artist journey because I think this kind of goes hand in hand with being unique. Like, you know, when you first start as an artist, it's very, it's actually important, but it's very easy to kind of sound like your influences. Mm-hmm. And so it's part of the artist journey is to kind of mimic what you like and, after doing that a while, you will find, you know, things that are unique to you, but you, you always have to be striving to be unique in that Thanks. journey. So I'm not yeah. saying don't go try out Travis Scott's flow or the, no, you know no, what I mean? No. Or the Migos flow or, mm. or have the same aesthetic as, you know, whatever rapper you want to put, you know what I mean? You can dress like them or, you right. know what I mean? Rock the braids too. But, um, like at a certain point you should be striving you know what i mean once you've mastered certain things you have to strive to you know obviously make it your own somehow so yeah agreed um 100 and i'm not you know art art is built upon art so there's you yeah. know to, to think that we all have you know some sort of unique idea every chord has been played every melody has been right. you know written already right. but uh, it's the way that you make it your own so it's the nuances yeah and, and the truth is is like yeah you could sound like drake to a bunch of people and then some people will tell you that you sound like someone completely different mm-hmm. so you know art is very subjective uh i think you know the beatles and the beach boys were like known for ripping each other off they both ripped each other off back and forth mm-hmm. and uh it goes the same way with all modern music i don't care if you're in trap r&b uh you know hip-hop whatever or you're in pop or you're in country they all everybody rips each other off no matter what and everybody's inspired by everybody else's music. And there's nothing wrong with that. But your uniqueness should be personal to you. It should be something where you're like, I'm really good at this naturally. I'm going to dive into that and explore it. Mm-hmm. And put it out there. Don't be afraid to put your story out there. I think that's really important. But uh, that brings us to the fourth thing. And I think that is probably overlooked by everybody out there trying to run anything, any posts on Instagram, any posts anywhere in the world. And uh, before we get into this, if you haven't already, smash the like button. You know, go drop a comment. What makes you unique? What makes your music unique? Like, who are you? Where are you from? What kind of artists are you? Uh, what are you doing that's unique? And what are you doing that's copying people? Like, what questions do you guys have? Drop a comment. And if you're liking this stuff, hit the sub. But um, number four, shareability. Content nowadays has to be shareable. Every single platform on anything, anywhere, is all about how much engagement you get. It's about how many people stream your music. It's about how many people comment, like, share your post. On Instagram, it's about them bookmarking it, right? They save it. That's Mm -hmm. engagement for Instagram. They repost it on their story. They share it with their friends. They tag people on it. That's what it's about. And if you're putting a post up, the first thing you need to think about is, why would somebody want to share this? If it's you with your shirt off, 
and you're like, yo, you should listen to my song because I have my shirt off. Why? Who's going to share that? Think about your audience. Like, who is your audience? And why would they share that on their posts? Would they be embarrassed to share that? Would they be like, no, I'm not, I'm, dude, I'm, I don't even, this is weird, man. I'm, I'm going to feel uncomfortable sharing this, you know? Like, then don't post it, like straight up. Like, if you don't feel like it's shareable all the way around to your audience and be specific to your audience, that's super important. But if it's not shareable and they can't promote it and they can't feel part of the vibe, they can't be part of the team, then you're just being narcissistic. You're, you're, you're pleasing yourself you know you're like yeah i think this is cool i want to make sure that i'm put out this way it's like no Mm -hmm. think about things that are shareable that people like that your audience likes just like when you write music you don't write music just for you that you're going to go put out and promote you write music for people for people to dance to for people to make love to Mm -hmm. for people to do drugs to you know think about that like it's got to be shareable it's really important yeah so i mean the basis of of what we're talking about with shareability is connection. You have to be able to create content that mm-hmm. connects to the audience, to the people that are a either on your Spotify, you know, wh- within the actual music, uh, or um, when we're talking about like the the post you put up, even to your music video, it's gotta it's gotta connect to people. Yeah, and um, like like Brad said, it's it's more about not thinking about what you or what you you want to see or how you want to do it but really thinking about how the people that are um you're trying to gain or capture um as your audience i think even connect just, to it, i think so. even yeah just the people that are already really vibing with you mm-hmm. and your music and your stuff like think about like you need to be an empath you need to be you have to have empathy for the people that you're serving it's like anything in business, right? Mm-hmm. You're either like fixing something or you're solving a problem or you're taking care of people. You know what I mean? You're easing stress. What are you doing? Like, because you promoting yourself with like selfies and pictures of you just being a guy like or a girl out on the beach or whatever, it's that's narcissistic. It's not for your audience. Unless literally you're straight up like have a huge fan base and you're the Backstreet Boys back in 2000. You know what I mean? You got to think about where you're at and who you're trying to talk to. And the mm-hmm. people that are buying your tickets now to go to your show, are they buying them because you are this sexy dude or sexy girl? Or do they really like your music and they want to get personal with you and, and they want to find things that they can share with you, you know? What, yeah. do you, what do you have in common with them? You know, that's what I think about. And this connects a lot to uniqueness. And um, mm-hmm. I'll say on that, like uh, one of the main points Brad brought up in uniqueness was um, story. So being shareable, connecting to your audience, uh, story is a really powerful way to do that. So uh, tell your story and, and really, you know, be authentic to yourself. You know what I mean? You don't have to. I know it might be cooler to be someone else, but really just be yourself and um, tell your story. And I think people will find, um, you know, will connect to it. And and this is all about getting feedback because if you tell your story, you're going to figure out what people connect to. Yeah, facts. And then you can honestly keep creating content, you know, about maybe that certain part of your life story or whatever it may be. Right. So, yeah. And I mean, you know, is this stuff helpful? Like, if it's really helpful, like go ahead and smash the like button and make a comment. Like say, yo, this was helpful. This is amazing. And start to implement these things. They're really, they're really going to help you figure out like how you're going to get more engagement and how you can have a brand that's going to be, you know, stuff that you're like, oh, that didn't work. 
maybe that's not my brand. Maybe I felt like I was pushing into someone else's brand, you know, uh, when I was marketing or doing that, that video shoot or whatever, just be yourself, do this stuff, you know, be consistent, saturation, be unique, stand out a little bit, uh, you know, get that shareability going, like make posts that are shareable, make content that's funny or it's uplifting, inspiring, motivating, um, you know, give someone something like, I want to give you a laugh today. I want to give you something to think about. I want to give you some knowledge. I want to give you a a song that you can dance to and have fun with whatever it is right yeah let me drop some practicals real quick and then we'll move on to the next one which is like especially when it comes to content and if we're talking instagram and stuff like that you want to create stuff that like i said connects to your fans yeah. or at least gives them you know some way to interact so if you're thinking about uh shareability and connection and interaction uh stuff like uh you know the little heart meter you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can you can put a song out and you can kind of gauge how what people think about it or yeah. uh you know creating uh questions and you know uh, on uh instagram story where people can type questions to you and you can talk back to them oh so and important. stuff like that these yeah. things are, are are very shareable content and stuff like that and it creates that connection and i think yeah, that's start to engage that's kind of like the basis of um you know what what used to happen uh, back in the day, which is, you know, when we're, when I say back in the day, probably like nineties and eighties and stuff like mm-hmm. that in the music industry, it's just like that type of stuff, you know, artists used to get on the phones and call their fans, you know what I mean? It's yeah, the same, yeah. the, same the radio idea. station, remember yeah. it's like, yo, call up the radio station and, and request my song, you know? It's, yeah, no, yeah. You could call and you could talk to your favorite artist on the radio station and Absolutely. stuff like that. So you, you have to find that way in 2020, how to do that. Facts. You know what I mean? With your fans. Yeah. And that's, that's easier now. You got a phone yeah. in your pocket. But uh, let's get to the last one. And uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in to Radium Podcast every week. You know, it's something we love doing. It's something that we um, take out of our pocket and time, money, and uh, cameras and equipment and stuff. So appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you're getting something out of this. And the way you can give back is just spread the love, right? Share the share the messaging. But the last one is going to be cal- cal- uh, collaboration. Calibration. Yeah, you got calibra- <laughs> you got to calibrate yourself. No, collaboration. And uh, collaboration is... I would say the most powerful thing right now in 2020, it's just, it's all over the place. Uh, one thing I would say about, uh, collaboration is that everything is pushing collaboration, no matter what it is. The whole world is trying to collaborate. Um, a great example, Instagram live, you go live, right? It's going to go, I'm going to tell all your friends about you. Right. But then when you go live with somebody like say Kevin decides he wants to jump into my live, what does it do on your Instagram? notifies you right says like yo bradley hd is going live with kde beats it's going to tell all the following it's going to go bam 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 hey you're going live with so-and-so kevin gets off i start going live with will bradley hd they're going to notify you again bradley hd is going live with will martin's music you know what i mean and that is so powerful because it's collaboration and they see engagement same thing with tiktok Mm-hmm. Right, they do the split screen. They do the collaboration. Let's collaborate on content. YouTube is the hugest collaboration. Uh, we actually have a collaboration coming out where this channel Kyra TV came through and they shot some stuff here, and it was a collaboration with us uh, and the their YouTube channel and Binu Binu Beats. Go follow him. But it's like it's all about collaboration. It's all about everybody working together because they want the social media platforms to be social again. Can mm-hmm. you fucking believe it? It's unbelievable that they actually want people to be social on the internet, you know? So that's what it's all about. And um, the more you collaborate, the more you're going to realize what your voice is, what people like you for. Is it your video? Is it your captions? Is it your pictures? Is it that you make funny memes? 
Yeah, on collaboration, I think like um, when when I think about it and how it develops your brand, I think it's obviously kind of back to what we said with consistency. You got to collaborate with like brands. You know what I mean? Don't uh, if you're uh, if you're you know you can't do something about fur and stuff like that if you're vegan or something you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. it's like you can't be wearing fur if you're vegan <laughs> you're like a rapper at a, <laughs> a rapper uh doing a collaboration with a flower shop to promote their yeah flowers some somewhere you know you so can figure out any bad just because you're getting a check for it we see we see it all the time yeah. um but yeah as far as collaboration yeah like uh especially in music and stuff like that having features and stuff that's obviously been a thing for the last like probably 10 20 maybe yeah, facts the the rise of dj Khaled music you know what oh, i mean yeah. style music so collaboration uh, baby but yeah what what collabs do with your brand is uh you it's basically what we call co-signing so you kind of get co-signed and this hell really helps develop your brand uh quite a bit you know what i mean and that that's like it really for me i i like to think it's simple back into rap terms because there's so many cosigns in rap yeah, facts. but uh it allows other fans you know to be like oh yeah they have a song together, so he's must be on that level, or he must be just as dope. And this goes if you're in YouTube, you know what I mean? Oh, this big uh, YouTuber collaborated with this smaller YouTuber. That smaller YouTuber now is dope yeah, or yeah, yeah. acceptable or whatever. They word must you really use. fuck with their ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So that the whole cosine uh, methodology is it's really important in coll in collaboration. So. Um, and and really, you know, we could go really deep on this, but you know, the whole value model and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as developing your brand, collaborations help co-sign you. So that's why they're important. Yep. You know what I mean? And you're always gonna be when you're collaborating with someone, you're always dipping into their audience. So you're getting an opportunity to be in front of their audience. And a great way to put this into the real world is like if you go to a business conference, a music conference, ASCAP Expo, etc., you're gonna have all these A&Rs, you're going to have all these people speaking, and it's sort of like, oh, ASCAP is affiliated with this amazing producer that I like. ASCAP must be the one that I should sign up with. Mm -hmm. It's just automatically people make these connections. It's really important, and you're connecting with their audience, and you're dipping into that audience. But collaboration is massively powerful, and just to reiterate these five things, like... If you want to write these down, it's consistency, keeping consistent with everything from your content to your brand imaging to your clothing to your rollout strategy on your, you know, your EP or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, saturation. Saturate the market. Don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid that, like, you put out a piece of content and you feel like you're tired of it. Or your music, like, oh, that's single. Oh, I'm so tired of it. I want to make a new one. It's like nobody's heard it, I promise you. And uh, you could tell by just checking out your analytics on the back end of Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Um, so saturate the market. Get out there. Like, push for PR, push for content being everywhere at once. Uh, number three, unique, stand out. That's obvious. Number four, shareability. We talked about all this stuff. And number five, collaboration, not calibration. You can calibrate too, though. You got to calibrate, though, <laughs> by tuning in and staying tuned in to the Radiant Podcast every week because we're dropping every week and we're dropping plug into the week every week. All of our favorite plugins. I hope you guys enjoy this stuff. Really, if you do, really love it. I please, 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 it would mean the world to us to go share it, like it, comment on this, subscribe to the channel, and just spread the love. You know, I'm trying to help more people, trying to make more episodes. And I think we should plug real quick too because we're both both uh, guys and we're both offering even more information beyond this and yes. beyond the YouTube channel. Uh, Brad's has Brad has really dope 
ads course uh it's breaking down you know from a beginner level how to get uh you know your ads going and uh you know step by step brad why don't you take it away and explain a little bit more because it's kind of important about you know developing your brands so. yeah so a lot of this is you know we've had what we're at our 80th podcast if you click the link in the, the description you're going to find my facebook ig ads course it's really like a great overview for you to get up and running with your business uh ads Facebook, business manager, get it all set up and going. And then, hey, reach out and let's talk from there about how we can start to scale your business. Because I think a big part of this is once you have all these things in line, you got this great music, you got your great brand strategy, you got some cool stuff. How do you get it in front of more people, right? And never put never put marketing before all that stuff because you will be wasting a lot of money. But if you are at that point where you feel like, man, I, I got some great stuff and I need people to see and hear a lot more of it, then uh, grab the ads course. It's super affordable. It's made for everybody that's uh, coming up. Even if you've ran ads before, maybe you watch the course and you find some things that, oh my God, I wasn't even thinking about that and I've wasted thousands of dollars. And also tap in uh, with Kevin's vocal mixing tutorial below. And I know we're plugging all this stuff, but it's really important that if you do want to go to the next step, the next level in your career, you have that option to do it with us. So grab that as well. It's very in-depth vocal mixing tutorial in Pro Tools. Using the Isotope Nectar plugin. Oh, yeah. And, and it's for beginners, too. You know, yeah. it's like you don't need to buy 10 million plugins. You just, yeah, this one plugin, I can show you how to get a pro vocal. Yeah. You know, start to finish. So, so that's that's a great course and super affordable as well to just, like, step up your, uh, your recording and mixing at least 20% easy. So thanks for tuning in and appreciate you. Tune in next week for the next podcast, the big one.